Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru. And you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. I have a very special guest today. So far, I've had Divya Gugnani, who is a mentor who I met through you. And now I have you, Zarna. Zarna is a mentor to me as well, guys. And I'm going to paint the picture before I even let you speak. Well, I guess I'll let you say hello to everyone first. Hello. Namaste, everybody. I'm I'm excited to see what picture Anish paints. Yes. So <laughs> we met, I guess, late last year during Diwali time, which is the Indian New Year for us. And we just hit it off right away. But I'm going to paint a picture for the people. You kind of have checked all the boxes. You're in your mid-40s. You won't say it, so I will, because you're very modest. You come from a prominent family in New York. You have your three kids. You are a lawyer. You've been the mom. 
You have it all, I'd say. So now you're in your mid-40s. Help me out here, hon. You have it all. Now you are an up-and-coming Indian female comedian in your mid-40s. Please advise. I don't have it all. The drugs were starting to wear out. You know, you <laughs> feel like you have it all when you're drugged out to your eyeballs like every other mom and, you know, grown person in New York City. Um, you, you know, I had a big crisis internally. I'm like, what am I doing in this world? Like, I need to do something. And, you know, one step led to another. Of course, the beginning of it is my screenwriting journey. Yes. I was like pissed off. Like, where is the happy Indian story? Aren't you frustrated? All the stories in Hollywood are like sad and heavy. You would think every brown woman is like miserable and like being beaten up. <laughs> Which, by the way, there is a lot of beating going on in my household, but I'm the one who does it. Yeah, and I'm getting beaten. Yeah. By my mom. Yeah. By your mom. But you know what? You like it. That's why I'm I like mom. it. Yeah, I want it. I wouldn't want it any other way. So who's going to tell these stories? And that's how the screenwriting started. And, you know, and of course, I was really, really motivated by the fact that the Greeks have a rom-com and we don't. Yeah. You know well, how few Greek people there are in this world? I know. And they have rom-coms and, and they have, have rom-com of all time and we're the original wedding people and we don't. I know. And I was like, why isn't anybody doing it? Somebody's got to do it. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a shot at it. So you and wake up, how... you wake up one day yeah. in your yeah. mid 40s. You have it all. Because if I were you, I'd be chilling at the cabana somewhere by the pool. I don't know what you're doing. You want to start working. I don't know. But no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. what was it like? Because, you know, you come from this traditional family. You've checked all the boxes. You wake up one day and you tell your husband and your family, hey, I want to get into show business. Yeah, that's exactly how it was. <laughs> and I don't say it tentatively. When I decide, I've decided. I'm like, I don't say I want to. I'm going to get into show business. Because, you know, I learned one thing we've learned in the recent years conclusively is that no system anywhere is designed to help a brown woman. No system in India, no system in Asia, and definitely not in America, as we know now. So I kind of had like an inner awakening. I was like, I've got to do something. I've, I feel obligated to do something. Take that, we push that wheel a little bit forward, whatever little way I can, to be serious for a second. And, uh, and luckily, my husband and my kids are all very supportive. Yes. Also, otherwise, I'll beat them up again. <laughs> so you write a script. You write your own Indian rom-com and tell us about it and what happens. So I wrote, I learned how to write screenplay because I didn't know how to write a screenplay. It's a different skill from just writing a story. So I actually enrolled in classes to write, learn how to write screenplay. And uh, I learned that people really want to hear the true stories today. Yes. You know, when I started writing, I thought I'll, I'll create a rom-com, but, but people are much more interested in the truth of what your story is and my story. This is why you have this podcast. Yes. People want to hear directly from the source. And your stories, like people want to know there are other people out there who are trying something different. We're not yes, trying yes. to fit the mold. Oh, there, well, there is no mold for us. <laughs> so I can't fit it. <laughs> 
True. No one ever made a brown girl mold. No. <laughs> All the molds are designed for other people. So we have to create our own molds. And, you know, you're doing it and I'm doing it, which is, of course, I feel the, the fundamental bones of our friendship whenever right. we hang out. We are, we are very driven and motivated to actually make this happen beyond yes. just talking about it. We're, we're, you know, there aren't a lot of brown women. It, it is what it is. You know, we see it every day. We talk about it all the time. And then those who are there, you know, they don't, we don't uplift each other. So that's, what, yeah. so that's what we're trying to do. We're, we're out there to help everybody, I feel. So now you write this script. Yeah. And I knew, and I know, look, as you know, and I know, uh, you did, you've done a TV show. You've got to show the numbers. I wrote a script. I'm like, I've got to show industry-wide that this is a real thing. It's not just my, like, it's so easy to dismiss anything I do as a passion project, a side gig. Right. Because people think I have it all and, like, she's just having fun. Oh, she's riding with a glass of wine. Oh, it's so cool. I know you are not having fun because I, if you were having fun, you wouldn't be doing this. It, it's, yeah, it's, there's easier ways to have fun. Exactly. For sure. So I was like very determined. How do I break into this industry as a total rank newcomer would? What are the metrics by which a, a screenplay is judged? And I looked into it and their competitions, there are all kinds of what are called coverage services where you submit your screenplay. Your name isn't even on it. No one knows who wrote it. You could be an Oscar winner. You could be a first time writer. People read it and they decide what they feel about it. Okay. So I started submitting and, and this story was doing well. And I was really surprised. I was like, oh, wow, I, I can't believe the scores I'm getting, like the reviews I was getting. And that inspired me to keep going. And then I was like, I'm just going to apply to the best writing competition there is. Yes. Which is how I ended up at Austin. And, and by know, Austin, you mean the Austin Film Festival? Film Festival, yes, which is the, which is widely considered the film festival for screenwriters. So there are different festivals do different things, but this is the one that celebrates screenwriters. And even when I made the finalist cut, which is like top five out of almost 12,000 scripts, I was like, there's no way. You know, I, th I was like, they're being nice. Okay, somebody is like, it's some brown girl story, give it to her. Yes. But when, when I won the top prize of the night, the best comedy writing is the last prize given. Yes. I I was in a state of disbelief and almost, I mean, I really do believe it would have never happened back home for me. I no, no, forget that. In India, you know, unfortunately, people are welcome to disagree. It's all who you know and money, right? You yeah. pay for everything and nepotism. Yeah. We do have some of that here, but you winning the top prize at a top film festival in India would never happen. No. And here, and here it was like, not only did I win, I was like surrounded, like the people who created Game of Thrones wow. were sitting next to me telling me, oh, hey, what else are you working on? I was like, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. Incredible. So yeah. now you take a stab at screenwriting and now you win. Yeah. Then what happens? So I had already, even before I won, started making some inroads into meeting people at, uh, you know, in Hollywood. I knew nobody when I started, not one person. 
forget Hollywood. I didn't know a single person in California yes. at all. Like not even a Desi relative that I could call up and say, let's have lunch. And not even like a Guju aunt, like no, where nothing. you could stay in her basement, like no one. Nothing. So I started when in midway through writing the screenplay, I started reviewing, reading like industry magazines yeah. that are, by the way, really expensive to subscribe to. So, you know, that was painful, like variety and this and that, whatever. But I was like, how else will I know sitting in New York? Yes. What other way do I have to learn? So in one of the magazines, I saw an ad for an inclusion summit. So I'm like, okay, they're doing something to include new people. And I was like, I'm new. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> so I bought myself a ticket for two days and I showed up at the summit all by myself, not knowing what to expect at all. You're so courageous. No, but listen, I'm desperate. I'm desperate. Yeah, we're thirsty, honey. Exactly. And I'm not shy about it. We are not shy. But I will say it's intimidating because they're looking at you with a different lens. They're looking at you like, let's keep it real, okay? What is she doing here? Yeah, I mean, people, well, first of all, I didn't realize that this is a big corporate event. So like all the big management table companies have their tables. Yes. The studios have their tables. And I, because I was like flying solo, was like seated in the back, was sitting in the back by myself. Yep. You know, whatever. I was just so happy to be in the room because I was watching what was happening. I learned a lot by observing you and I both. Yes. And I was watching it all go down and I'm thinking, wow, this is an inclusion summit, but no one wants to talk to me. Like what's happening? You're like, (laughs) I'm the only brown woman here and no one is talking to me. Yeah. And you know, not like I don't, I choose not to complain about all this because human nature is what it is. Like these are corporate things. If CAA has their table, that's them having their moment of being with each other. They're not really obligated to go find every like random Indian auntie. Right. So it's not on them. So I like within minutes decided that if I don't physically throw myself at people, it won't happen for me. And I happened to find there was an app that listed all the people that were going to be there. So I emailed like all 180 something people. That night you hustled you have to there was one other indian person in the room one other indian guy movie producer and i hounded him i chased him i was like you gotta meet me you gotta talk to me i was like chasing him around the room i'm like i did not fly all this way here by myself to go back completely empty-handed no and i made him sit down and like like pitch to him i didn't even give him a minute to decide whether he wants to because I was like, no, 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 you won't decide. I'm going to tell you my life story is pretty amazing. It's a rom-com. Let's right. go, let's go, let's go. And the guy, I think, was so taken aback. He's like, what is this Indian auntie doing? <laughs> but when I was done, he said, so you are you thinking about writing this? I said, no, it's already done. I've written it. Here it is. You want it? You want it? You want it right now? I have a print copy. I have a digital copy. What do you want? You are ready. He, said, oh. he was like, can you slow down? You're freaking everybody out in the room. <laughs> Yeah. You slow down your New York vibe. Like we're in California. People do yoga here. People are chill. Calm down. Take it down a notch. And for those of you who don't know, CAA, Creative Artists Agency, is an example of one of the top talent agencies. So when you have a script, you want to try to connect with all these people. And Zarna, I guess, hounded the one Indian guy there. Yeah, one Indian was my only hope. (laughs) 
but we had a great meeting and you know he actually heard me out he is now a producer on my script he became a producer he came on board so in some way variety magazine event didn't work for me in that like all these people didn't come looking for me but it did become a platform where i met somebody who was at least open to the idea of working with me and i took that opening and i just ran with it i ran so hard you don't even want to know it the guy was like please he actually put me on an email and phone call moratorium for 2 weeks he said just like take a break you will promise me you will not call me or email me for 2 weeks so i didn't i had my daughter do it <laughs> like okay it's not me it's my kid yeah but i, I will that. say i love that approach because here you were you didn't know anything about the industry or anybody no one was talking to you so you said guess what i will talk to you and that's what i want people to know out there don't wait for things to happen to you make it happen for yourself oh if, if you wait you're going to be mummified you will be dead <laughs> we will be bones there will be nobody left will wait that long because no one like the truth is that everybody is consumed by their own life right black white whatever they are people have their own struggles their own it this this code institutional priorities and yes. no one's institutional priority is a brown woman no i assure you and i know we we keep saying that but as two women in the industry in the arts because i've been in fashion as well so yes. even in that industry you're just not given any importance unfortunately and so we're just telling it like it is here we are not complainers we're just giving you the facts in our day to day we never bring this up but because we are on this platform we are having an honest conversation and this is a fact and hopefully it's an inspiration to others who are feeling like they're being held back by the system that don't wait for a moment yeah take charge and just keep pushing forward until one door opens for you exactly because that first door will open the next door and will open the third door i agree with that and so now are we allowed to talk about the name of your winning script yeah absolutely it's a, it's every it's called rearranged rearranged guys yeah. be and on the lookout yeah and it is my own life story i i i i have accepted it for very hard to accept that by the way anish you do reality tv you know this putting a piece of your real life out in the public eye for public consumption is a tremendously hard thing to do yes everybody's got an opinion on how you could have done it how you should have done it and how it could have been done and like whatever so it was a bit of a like an adjustment for me to say it's my own life story cuz like people have read it it's yes. out it's been reviewed already and it's a lot for me to go through like one day it's going to be on screen with right somebody playing zarna you know exactly and i will say you win this you know script screenwriting festival competition and now basically what happens next it's going to get made into a movie and that's TBD world that's top secret stuff which we will not continue to talk about further however going back to your life yeah you were one of the pioneers of internet dating one of the first people to go <laughs> online and marry your husband yeah so if you don't mind sharing that story because you know You were doing this in the 90s, hon. 
Not a, yeah, sure. I was, you know, I was in Cleveland finishing up law school. There weren't any Indian people around, and those that were, it wasn't working out. Plus, in America, you know, people want to date and all that. And I didn't come from that world in India. I came from a world where you met a man, you married him. Exactly. Right. So, somewhere in my brain is a little hybrid of traditional and modern dating ideas. I don't think I would have had the patience to date somebody for years. Yeah. Big mistake. Big mistake, guys. No, it's not a mistake for everybody. I'm not judging it. I, you know, I get it. But I don't think I was wired for it. Like, yeah, I was lonely. I'd had a difficult decade behind me. And I wanted to start a life, like building my life with somebody. Right. And AOL was new. AOL. Does your generation even know America Online? AOL was brand new. I think the kids these days don't even know what that is. Don't even know what that is. It's the original online, like, social media slash internet service platform. Yes. So AOL, believe it or not, this is how rustic and basic my brain is, had billboards all over Cleveland, Ohio saying, open up your world with AOL. I was like, I need that. <laughs> so you get on AOL and you meet your man. Yeah, no, there was an Indian dating website, like one of the earliest versions of, you know, matrimonials. It was super HTML coded site. Wow. Fancy. And I was like, oh my God, there's ads here. But there were hundreds of men, a few women. Yes. And one woman who spoke for herself. Okay. And that was me. <laughs> I didn't have a mom or, you know, I didn't have anybody who yes. was going to speak for me. So I was like, I guess I got to put myself out there. Like, how else is this going to work? And uh, I just, and I was, oh my God, I was the crazy 21 year old. I, my ad was absurd. Anisha, in hindsight, I cringe. Oh my gosh. Cringe. Like, you need to be, you need to be brilliant. You need to have a report that I can verify. You need to have, oh my God. And you need to be street smart. I was like, what do I have to lose? I should put my wish list. You got your wish. I'd say you got your wish list, hon. You got more than your wish list. I mean, I listen, in hindsight, and now I still recommend that women should ask for the moon and whatever they really want. Yes. A lot of ads I see and a lot of dating situations, I see women trying to be something that they think is appealing to a man. Yep. Or to another person, I should say today. Just be. I mean, I was full on crazy I, in hindsight, my ad made no sense. In fact, my husband didn't respond to the ad. He wrote me, he was fooling around with his friends on the internet, like making fun of right. the personals. And they, the, him and his buddy saw my ad and they were like, this can't be real. This is a joke. It was that outrageous. Yes. And he emailed me, he's like, this isn't real, right? Like, is this a joke? You paid money on AOL to make this joke? Oh my gosh. <laughs> And I was like, well, actually, I just got done with a date. I have one tomorrow. And I was getting a lot of dates primarily because they, those guys didn't have to talk to somebody's mother. I realized that I had a little advantage. People were so excited that they could talk to me directly and not have to go through my mother or sister. Yeah. But I was getting dates all over the place. And, uh, you know, that's how my husband and I met. Though He never responded to the ad. He was just like, you're so crazy. This can't be real. And then you were like, it is real and so am I. Yeah, I was like, it's real, so am I. And I'm looking to get married. Please don't come to me to be friends. Yeah, Please. not interested. I was so nervous. 
I don't need more friends. Way, that TV show was all the rage back then. Friends and si- I was like, oh my god, they're together. They're not together. They're together. Yeah. This is stressful to me. Yeah, no. <laughs> that is toxic. Found- it's good for TV, not for real life. Not for real life. Wow, Anish. There's your next slogan. I don't want to be Ross and Rachel from any angle in real life. Right. No, thank you. So now everything yeah. works out. The rest is history. You have three kids together. You win this screenwriting competition. We can't talk more about the script because big things are happening behind the scenes. Where does the comedy come in now? Because this is how we met. I catch yeah. you in downtown Miami at 11 p.m. at a comedy club. Yeah. And I laugh my ass off, Sarna. You are <laughs> fucking hilarious. However, no, you're very generous. Yeah. How did you let that one b- pass your family? It was the next step. You know, I had written, <laughs> they, I promise you, they didn't know what they were signing up for. Yeah. I think they thought, okay, she'll do a show for five of her friends. It'll, it's a passing phase, it'll come and go. I don't think anybody knew, including me, to be honest, what it would become and what it has become. Yes. Uh, I did feel that, you know, I had something inside me waiting to come out and I didn't know how to do it. And my daughter really helped me, actually. That's a whole another story waiting to be told someday. But she reached out to all these people who all said, your mother's funny. I was like, okay, what do you do with that? If you're an Indian person and you're funny, what do you do with that? Nothing. Nothing. You stay at home and you tell jokes to your friends. No, don't even. Not even. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Don't laugh. People can hear you laugh. Yikes. Yes. So, anyway, oh my God, I, she's smiling. What's wrong with her? What's wrong with her? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But I came home. I was like, I Googled jobs for funny people. I was like, okay, there must be some job funny people get. So now you're funny and now you start creating your tour. So how did you do that? How do you call these comedy clubs and make it happen? Anish, I'm telling you, part of it is... Just sheer desperation. No comedy club is looking for a 45-year-old married mother of three. And let's, what I love about your act is that you have not tried to change your Indian accent. You wear your bindi. And guess what? You're an auntie. You're remaining an auntie. You're not trying to fit into any mold. And that's what I personally love about you and your act. And I think that's what the country loves about you. But I'm sure you were told, change it up. Yeah, of course. And and fit more in or... Look, honestly, no one was interested in me enough to tell me anything also. Because they're like, she's just too old. You know, age doesn't help you in this business. And she's like, um, yeah, oh, it's sweet. You know, we'll call you when we have a spot. And, you know, patience is not one of my strong suits. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this myself because people are not understanding the breadth of my vision. I have a vision for what I want to do, but no one's going to get it. And you, in the end, no one's going to believe in me until I believe in myself. So I went out there and I was like, how can I make a business case for what I want to do? If you consider how much money these streaming services, these TV services make on brown people and brown women specifically, Somewhere the math is not adding up. We, we can have our own version of this. Why doesn't this exist? And we can be true to who we are. Like this cotton kurta and this bindi is who I really am. This is how I am at home. 
and if other people can put how they are at in their natural lives and why can't i be proud of it too so i i just i didn't even think about it honestly anisha life has taught us something in the last 4 years women just have to take the reins no one's going to give them so i started calling i was like what's the worst they're going to hang up on me yeah and you know for every five clubs that hung up on me one answered my call every no you're closer to your yes yeah and i just kept going i you know and i i get affected we all do when you get rejected and i learned that you take a break for a day or two you know you you go back to your drinking for a day yeah and then you just finish a few drinking. bottles and then get back to it exactly and then get back to it like you you can't accept accept it as failure for life kevin hart says the hardest thing to do is to continue to do the same thing every day with no results yeah you have to no keep results. going and we've all been there me and you have talked about our struggles through the years there were years i just kept doing the same thing over and over again and then finally you know one day something clicks and the same with you so now you're very well known in you know our community and on social media for your humor what can we expect from you with covid you know going on and where can we find you what's next listen you can expect the world from me i'm going to be writing more movies tv series and definitely stand up comedy i'm on a mission to normalize an indian looking woman with a mic speaking with authority not apologizing not making excuses just putting her world view out there so that's a big vision of mine uh, you can expect all of that during covid i'm doing a lot of digital comedy in fact the digital aspect of my business has just taken off like a rocket ship i do zoom shows i do events charities this that and of course i do community events in central park yes where i invite people you know that's just a thing out of love from my heart i love that um, yeah and i i love doing it i want to come to miami and do it i'm dying i'm dying to come out there we'll all get together soon hopefully yeah. and where can everyone find you zarnadag.com is my website has everything neatly listed but on all platforms like tiktok instagram facebook twitter zarnadag if you look me up you're going to find me even if you don't look me up you'll yeah. probably end up finding me <laughs> so leave us with a joke so recently you know my daughter as was like she met a guy and she's like he's so sweet he's so nice and i was like nice we need rich <laughs> we need rich What are these kids doing talking about nice? What am I going to do with nice? Yeah, no. Nice doesn't pay the bills, hon. No, and my daughter was like, "No, mom, he's really nice." I said, "All right, fine. You can tutor him." Tutor him. <laughs> he's not in his, he's not in advanced math like my daughter. I'm like, "Fine, tutor him. At least we'll get something." Yeah. Is she still <laughs> with the same boy? Yeah, she is. And he actually is really nice and he helps me. <laughs> It was really funny, guys. Uh Zarna visited Miami and we all hung, hung out together and Zarna has this big Indian family and there was this Caucasian boyfriend her daughter's <laughs> yeah. boyfriend and it was very funny and he was a kind young man but we were all you know pretty tough on him <laughs> but he survived he survived he hung in there he hung in there and he's 
you know, he's smart. Listen, he's very smart. He's like, I'll help you record your videos. I was like, okay, all right, now we're talking. Yes. Now we're talking. Okay, you're in. <laughs> because my own kids give me a lot of attitude. But he's like, oh, I'll get in the skit with you. I'm like, all right, okay. Now he understands how to win mom's art over. Perfect. I no, mean, we yeah. loved him. I think that was hilarious. We can talk about that another time because that yes. was quite funny. And thank you so much for your time, Zarna. And we will continue our conversation. You know, me and you spill the tea all the time. Absolutely. I look forward to it. And Anish, just to correct a little bit, I'm not your mentor, you're mine. You are going to make me cry uh, right get, now and I, I don't cry. So much in, no, I get so much inspiration. I know what it takes to be where you are, to be at your show. I, the minute we met, it was electric. I knew I was dealing with somebody who knew what they were talking about. And I feel incredibly lucky and blessed. Thank you so own. much, Zarna. I love you. And thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. And to all your listeners, keep pushing. Don't take no for an answer. That is the only message out there. One no is getting you closer to the yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.